0: If everybody knows me, I love Christmas, Uh, and to be able to take time to preach a sermon um, that focuses on uh, the birth of Christ, you know, to focus on the true meaning of Christmas, uh, it is a joy and an opportunity for me to do so. Um, But before we get into God's Word, before we listen to what it is God has to say to us this morning to you out there, let us pray and ask God to bless this time for us. Lord, we ask that you will be with us. Lord, we ask that you will be with me. Lord, as I preach your word, Lord, I pray that I would be faithful to you, to the study that I've given myself in the last couple of weeks. Lord, I pray for the viewers that are out there, Lord. Lord, I ask that you would. Even now, create in them a heart that is hungry to know your compassion. Create in them a heart that is looking and seeking for something greater this Christmas season. Your gentleness. Lord, be with us this morning as we hear from your word. Be with us this morning as we see you in these texts. Lord, I ask that you would prep our hearts, our minds, to see your heart. Lord, would you do that this morning? We ask that you would bless our time. Amen. This morning, we're looking at the study of God's compassion. This morning, we're looking at the the gentleness of God's compassion. But before we begin... Let me ask you a question this morning. If you're, if you're watching, it's the Christmas season and, and you have your favorite Christmas movie. If I was to ask you, what is your favorite Christmas movie, how would you answer that? Some of you might say, my favorite movie is Home Alone. I love Home Alone. Others will say, I love Elf. Elf is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. We all have a... Christmas movie that we deeply enjoy in the holiday season. For me, as I was thinking through which is my favorite Christmas movie of all time, which is hard to do so when I love them all, um, I had to sit down and really think about this. And I think I came to a a conclusion. I think my favorite Christmas movie of all times is a story written by Charles Dickens about a man with a cold heart and who was visited by three ghosts to teach him what it means to have compassion on Christmas. You guessed it. It's the Christmas Carol. I absolutely love the Christmas Carol. It's an incredible story um, about Scrooge and every year, my family gathers together and we watch the Disney version with Jim Carrey. And it's, and it's just a great story to consider and to watch. And as I'm watching this story, as I'm watching this movie being played, it made me consider what does it mean to have compassion? What does it mean to be a compassionate person? Throughout the film... That's what the ghosts are trying to show Scrooge of the thing that he's lacking most. If I was to ask you this morning, how would you define what compassion means? I wonder if we would have many different answers to that question. How do we define compassionate? See, to be compassionate is to be sympathetic, have pity and concern for the sufferings of others. That is the definition of being compassionate. Is to be sympathetic, to have pity, be concerned for those who are suffering, who are not, who are in a position that need comfort, that need someone to come and walk alongside them. This morning, I would like for us to look at how God is compassionate and shows us his very own heart in being compassionate to us. This is what I would like for us to do this morning, to see the compassion of God, and maybe in a new way that you've never really seen it or heard of it, to see that God draws near to you. We're going to look at two passages this morning. Chapter Matthew chapter 9 verse 36 and Matthew chapter 14. 14. These are two passages that we're going to look at. And they they might be small, but I but I promise you, they're jam-packed with the compassion of Christ. And two of these passages, we're going to see two things about God. One, God sees and two, God acts. God sees and God acts. Let's look at Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. When he saw the disciples, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. In Matthew 14, 14, It says this, when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them and healed their sicknesses. I want us to see immediately that in both of these passages, Jesus is willing to see what is around him. In both of these passages, we see that Jesus sees the people. He sees the people. In Matthew chapter 9:36, we see that Jesus had compassion on the people because they were being harassed and helpless without a shepherd. Now this was probably referring to the Pharisees and their legal demands, on the people. The Pharisees were, were not making it easy for the people to know who God was. They didn't really know what God God's compassion looked like because they weren't receiving that from the very people that were supposed to be giving that. These leaders were suppressing, somewhat abusing and mistreating them. Not much has changed in the New Testament from what God has said in the Old Testament about leaders who are corrupt in this way. In Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 4 through 5, God has a message for such leaders. It says, the weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bounded up, The strayed you have not brought back. The lost you have not sought. And with force and harshness you have ruled over them. This is what God has said about leaders in the Old Testament. And not much has changed now where Jesus is beholding the very people that he sees are hurting. He has compassion over them. And in chapter 14, 14, we see Jesus again sees the crowd and has compassions on them. I'm going to turn to 14, 14. Because I'm going to read it again. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. He heals them. He sees them and he heals them. In both of these chapters, we see a compassionate God over a group of people that just want to draw near to God. One thing we see is that God sees us. I don't want us to miss that. I don't want us to miss today, where you're at, whatever platform you're watching, God sees you this morning. God is not hiding, nor does he ever intend to hide from us. Often we believe that God has hidden his face from us because life is filled with sufferings. Because life doesn't seem to be going the way we thought it would, and we feel as God has somewhat forgotten us. Others of us have felt the stings of leaders who have treated them such as in Ezekiel. And you feel abandoned, you feel as you have been used. Maybe in this time, because of COVID, you've been alone. You're enduring loneliness like you've never ever experienced. And you're sinking into a depression and you're wondering, oh God, how long? before you rescue me? How long will I be in this pit? But how often, but how often do we miss that is in these times when we suffer greatly, God is not miles away. No, Jesus can never, is, is, some, is so near to us than he's ever been. In these moments of seasons of times, we wonder, but the reality is that God draws nearer to you in those very moments. I know for me there's been seasons that I would find myself in deep anxiety, deep depression, but there was something that I knew God was drawing near to me. As I would draw near to him, God was drawing near to me. John Owen, a Puritan pastor, once said, Christ does not, in dealing with us more properly or more fully, set out any property of his nature than he does compassion, long-suffering, and forbear- forbearance. Dave, Dane Ortland, in his great book, Gentle, Lowly, Basically breaks that down and says, when Jesus deals gently with us, he is doing what is most fitting to him and natural to him. When Jesus is compassionate, when Jesus draws near to him, it is his very own nature, his very own being that draws near to us and wants to show us compassion, who wants to be with us in a gentle way. This is who he is. It is what's natural, what's most fitting to him. and your most needs, God is near you. For Jesus, compassion is not just an action or a feeling, but it's who he is. His very self is his compassionate God. His very nature is one of compassion that draws near to us in our time of need. See, God sees us and he sees our suffering because he too has suffered. God is not a God who is not understanding, who does not see, who has not felt the very pains that we have felt ourselves. God is a God who knows all things. Jesus knows all things because he's felt those things. Hebrews chapter 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Jesus is able to sympathize because he himself knows what it is to be weak, to be tired, He knows the pain that you endure because he himself has endured it himself. Jesus knows suffering because he himself has endured it. I love one translation that uh, says it this way. He's not out of touch with our realities. God is not out of touch with our realities this is the good news of the gospel the good news of jesus is that god is not a god that's like i don't know what you're going through but he's a god that says i know exactly what it is you're going through and i have mercy and compassion over you i draw near to you i see your suffering and i am with you he is not forgetting you those who are watching if you feel that this morning Know this, God draws near. God is compassionate. God's mercy, his gentleness. He does not hide from us, but he is fully there, visible, to deal with our suffering. He cares about you. He cares about me. Let's go to the book of Matthew again. We talked, I wanted to clearly see in those passages, God is a God of seeing. And we see that God sees us. He does not hide, right? But I want us to look at the simple fact that God acts. God acts. And both Matthew 14:14 14, 14 and in Matthew 9:36, we see how Jesus draws near. I don't want us to miss out on this. I want us to see how Jesus' compassion leads us to see his compassion and action. In Matthew 9, well, Matthew 14, 14, we we also see that God, in Matthew 14, we see acts of displays when he feeds the 5,000. In verse 13, but in Matthew 9, and that's where I want to focus today a little bit more, is that Matthew 9, there was something that I was studying. As I was studying God's word, I, Matthew 9 really, really caught my attention, right? In Matthew 9, we see Jesus' compassion in, in action. We see him move towards people and loving them and drawing near, healing them, feeding them, right? In verse 23 we see it focuses on a young girl who was restored from death. In verse 27, Jesus heals two blind men. Verse 32, Jesus heals a man who was unable to speak. These are literal actions being taken place that after God sees these people, after God sees them and has mercy over them and compassion over them, God doesn't draw back. Draw, God draws near to them. And wants to deal with their sicknesses. Wants to deal with their sufferings. He's compassionate over them. And in verse 20, verse 20 to me, it, all of them, all of them sees Jesus' compassion over the people. But there was something about verse 20 that I just absolutely loved. And I couldn't, I couldn't put the, the, the word down. It says, behold a woman who had suffered from discharge of blood for 12 years, came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, if I only touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. I marveled at Jesus' compassion in verse 20. I marveled because there's some key things here that that we need to look at. We see a woman who was bleeding for years and years and years and nothing. She probably went to the Pharisees. She probably went to the, the religious leaders of their time and said, can you pray for me? And they were like, get away from me. For there's a law that says I can't be nowhere near someone who's bleeding. It's unclean. I can't be nowhere near this person. And year after year after year, she seeked in nothing. And she hears about this man, Jesus, who's, who's healing people, who's having compassion like no one has ever had in her life. And she wonders, will he have compassion over me? And so she, she dares to touch the garments of Jesus, And Jesus, remarkably, remarkably does not cast her out. Does not say, get away from me, unclean. No, he draws near to her and he says, take heart, daughter. Your faith has made you well. This compassionate Jesus treats her as the very thing he created her to be. She was a person in the image of God. And he treated her with compassion and mercy and love. This is the compassion of God. This is the the compassion of Christ. He himself willing to draw near. Jesus sympathizes with her pain. He sympathizes with our pain. It has compassion. Jesus sees the suffering of the people. And his very own heart is pierced for them. Jesus' compassion calls us to his heart to receive his gentle care and mercy. This is my main point this morning. Jesus' compassion calls us to his heart to receive his gentle care and mercy. Now, how does he do this? How does mercy come into play? See, we talked about Ezekiel. We talked about how God had a a problem with what the leaders were doing. And and he said that what they were doing was wrong. But there was also a promise in Ezekiel 34 that is remarkable as well. See, God doesn't just see the injustice. He does something about the injustice. God doesn't sit in the sidelines. God says, I'm going to do something to rescue my people. In Ezekiel 34, verse 11 to 13, God makes a promise. It says this, For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is coming among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. This is done by Jesus seeking us out and rescuing us. This Ezekiel chapter 34 speaks about Jesus, the one who will come to rescue the flock that has been mistreated and hurt This Jesus has come to rescue His people. He is the one that seeks us out. He is His compassion seeks us to be His people. Those who of us who are suffering, those who have been of us who have been mistreated, abused, He has called us to to be rescued. I said before, God acts. God acts his mercy is being revealed in the way he acts. And we see this by Jesus becoming like his brothers and sisters. In Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17, therefore he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest and a service of God to make appropriation for the sins of his people of the people. See, Jesus deals and rescues us from our core suffering, and that is our sin. Jesus deals specifically with our core suffering. What causes the most pain and destruction in our life is that Jesus says, I must rescue them from their sin. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, this is what we talk about this Christmas, is what we celebrate. It's not about the trees and the gifts. Yes, those are great things, but what we celebrate this Christmas is the reality and the, 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 the compassion that Jesus was made, in the, was put, put on flesh and came down lived the perfect life, and then took our place. He was abused. He was mistreated. He was laid on a cross. And praise God, resurrected three days later so that we, the mistreated and abused, would be rescued. So that we would have a place with him. So that he would draw near and have compassion in our lives. There's Jesus said, yes, Father, I will go to rescue those whom you have given to me and love them and have compassion over them. Christ's greatest greatest compassion event was coming down to save us. I don't want us to miss that this Christmas season. The greatest compassion, the greatest gift that he gave us was the simple fact that he came down, dwelt with the people, drawed near, loved them, As John Calvin, one of my favorite theologians of all time said, Christ put on our feelings as well as our flesh. God became man and rescues and continues to draw near to those who are hurting, continuing to call those who need it most. This season, as we look to Christ Let us look at his compassion that came to draw us near to us in our suffering. Again, Dave Orland in his gentle, lowly book says, Lowly gentleness is not one way Jesus occasionally acts towards others. Gentleness is who he is. It is his heart. God's very own heart is gentle and seeks to hold you in his gentle arms. To all who come to him. Jesus acts. He came to rescue us. But you might be wondering. You might be wondering. Joey. How do I experience the gentleness. This mercy. And compassion of Christ. When he isn't here. I get it. I I believe in his resurrection. I believe in his death. I believe he came and dwelt. But how. When he's not here. And as I thought of that question in my own study. Um, again, I, I can't strongly recommend this book. Um, gentle and lowly. It's been a refreshing devotional in my own life. To see the mercy and the gentle and the compassionate Jesus. And one thing in, in this book that just caught my attention was in page 33. Um, actually, last night I was as I was sitting before my, my Christmas tree and I was dwelling on the compassion of, of, of Christ, he led me to page 33 in his book and he says, Jesus Christ is closer to you than he was to the sinners and sufferers he spoke with and touched in his earthly ministry. What? How? Through his spirit, Christ's own heart envelops his people with an embrace nearer and tighter than any physical embrace that could ever achieve. His actions on earth in a, bodily, in a body reflected his heart. The same heart now acts in the same way towards us for we are now his body. For we are now his body. Through the spirit, Christ draws near to us when we need it most. He draws near to us because we are in that body of Christ. We are all one members of the body of Christ. We are through the spirit. He is drawing near to us. I don't know about you. I know in some of my darkest times, I have experienced the, the nearest of Christ, the compassion of Him being with me. I ask you this morning, Christian, do you draw near to Him? Because the reality, believer, is that we belong to Him. Therefore, rest assured, in our suffering, in our most darkest days, He draws near to us in our brokenness and He speaks compassion. If you're not a believer this morning and you're watching through the platforms, I would ask you, do you know who is this one who's able to rescue you and draw near to you with mercy and gentleness and compassion? May this be the greatest gift you get this Christmas season. His gift of being rescued, his gift of compassion that draws near to you. The simple fact that God sees you and he acted and continues to act on your behalf. All he asks is come to him, draw near to him. Maybe there there are things this Christmas that are getting getting ahead of those things. Maybe we're not experiencing this gentleness of Christ, this compassion of Christ, because we've allowed other things in our lives to occupy our time. Maybe this Christmas season has become more about the gifts, more about the holiday movies. And maybe we are forgotten that this season, this Christmas is about the reality of Jesus coming down and rescuing. This Christmas have, how do you draw near to Jesus. Do we have moments and times where we sit silent where we're in his word where we are in prayer do we sit in t- do, do, in our suffering often do we try to fix things and then create a bigger mess of our situation because we don't stop and wait and draw near to God and hear what he is what it is he has to tell us we don't stop and be in silent and let God work in our own hearts I would ask that that would be something you do. Stop. Take time to reflect on the compassion of Christ. Take time to see the greatest gift that you could ever have, the gift of his mercy and salvation. This Christmas, take time to dwell in those things. Do yourself a favor. Pick up this book, Gentle and Lowly, if you are at home and you're wondering, what can I do? What can I read that we, you know, if I'm a believer, I want to recapture that. I, I want to have something that will stir that up in me. This book will do that. Aside from the word. But I think this book will help you see the refreshingness of the gentleness of Christ. Read your word. Read your word. It is, it is the very thing God has given us to experience him, to know him. And rest assured, he sees you and he acts on your behalf. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus, that in in what was preached today, your glory is revealed. Lord, I pray that we can see your compassion Towards those who are suffering. And we can see you, our rescuer, our one who acts on our behalf. Lord, if there are those who do not know you, Lord, I pray that you will draw them near. Those for those who do know you, that you will speak to their very own hearts, that they would see that you are gentle and kind and merciful and loving that that also will create in us compassionate people, Lord, to go out into a world that needs compassion, Lord. Help us to be compassionate people to the world that we see around us as we are reflected, as God reflects that in our own hearts, Lord, we will reflect that in others' lives this Christmas season. And we dwell on this reality of who you are. We ask you to bless our time. Amen.